Welcome to Zichud Daf Simanim Amar by Ram Golda, and today Maseches Gittin Daf Mem Gimel, the fourth parak Hasholeach. The Zichud Maseches Gittin program has been generously sponsored by Zichud Nishmas Chaya Hadas Basender. So the three dots we're going to focus on the moon. At the end of the previous Daf, a question was asked: Evich Mechal Rabu Knas, a slave whom the master sold only for rights to the Knas, which would be paid if he's killed by someone's animal, is this sale valid? This question is expressed in the context of a Machokas Tanaim about transferring items which do not yet exist. Although Rabbi Meir holds Adam Olam, a person can transfer that which does not yet exist. This may only be in a case such as Peres Dekel da Avidi da Asu, fruit of a palm tree which normally come, and therefore can be sold before they grow. But regarding a slave's kanas, he may never be gored to death, and even if he is, the owner can avoid paying by admitting fault. The word continues that the inquiry is relevant according to the Rabbanon who hold. One cannot transfer items before they exist. This may be only a case such as selling fruit of a palm tree, because now the produce does not exist, whereas here, the ox which will kill the slave exists, and the slave exists. Point number two, the Gemara asks, One who is half slave and a half free man, who is Makadosh, a free woman. What is the halacha, meaning, is the marriage effective for his free half? The questions explain, even if we say about a free Yisrael who said to a free woman, be married to half of me, that the marriage is valid, that may be because she's fit for all of them, meaning a full marriage, but perhaps a half-slave who is incapable of a full marriage cannot perform a half-marriage either. On the other hand, even if we say the condition of a free man who says, be married to half of me is not valid, that may be the Shayer B'Kinyanu because he left out part of his acquisition by not making complete condition. But with a half-slave whose entire freed half is marrying her, the condition could be effective. Regarding a half-slave woman, Rava said that just as marrying half a woman is ineffective, so too if a Yisrael marries a half-slave woman, the marriage is ineffective. Rabbi Ravuna initially held the same, but was convinced that this case is different because he didn't leave out any freed part from the marriage. And pointing with you, the Gemara says, A half-slave woman and half-free woman who married Ruvain and then became fully freed and married Shimon, someone unrelated. Rav Yosef Bar says, The condition of the first one is nullified. Rush explains that a freed slave, like a convert, is like a newly born child. So her prior condition is null, hence she's married to Shimon. Rav Nachman says, The first one's condition became completed through her freedom, such that her second half becomes automatically married to Reuben as well, and Shimon's condition is invalid. So once again, the three points are, number one, at the end of the previous dav, a question was asked, a slave whom the master sold only for rights to the kanas, which would be paid if he's killed by someone's animal, is this sale valid? This question is expressed in the context of a machokas about transferring items which do not yet exist. Although Rabbi Meir holds Adam Olam, a person can transfer that which does not yet exist. This may only be in a case such as Peres Dekel da Avidi da Asu, fruit of a palm tree which normally come, and therefore can be sold before they grow. But regarding a slave's kanas, he may never be gored to death, and even if he is, the owner can avoid paying by admitting fault. The word continues that the inquiry is relevant according to the Rabbanon who hold. One cannot transfer items before they exist. This may be only a case such as selling fruit of a palm tree, because now the produce does not exist, whereas here, the ox which will kill the slave exists, and the slave exists. Point number two, the Gemara asks, One who is half-slave and a half-free man who is Makadosh, a free woman. What is the halacha, meaning, is the marriage effective for his free half? 
The questions explain, even if we say about a free Yisrael who said to a free woman, be married to half of me, that the marriage is valid, that may be because she's fit for all of them, meaning a full marriage, but perhaps a half-slave who is incapable of a full marriage cannot perform a half-marriage either. On the other hand, even if we say the condition of a free man who says, be married to half of me is not valid, that may be the Shayer Bikinyano because he left out part of his acquisition by not making complete condition. But with a half slave whose entire freed half is marrying her, the condition could be effective. Regarding a half-slave woman, Rava said that just as marrying half a woman is ineffective, so too if a Yisrael marries a half-slave woman, the marriage is ineffective. Rabbi Ravuna initially held the same, but was convinced that this case is different because he didn't leave out any freed part from the marriage. And pointing with you, the Gemara says, A half-slave woman and half-free woman who married Ruvain and then became fully freed and married Shimon, someone unrelated. Rav Yosef Bar Chama says, The condition of the first one is nullified. Rashi explains that a freed slave, like a convert, is kakatan shenolad, like a newly born child. So her prior condition is null, hence she's married to Shimon. Rav Nachman says, The first one's condition became completed through her freedom, such that her second half becomes automatically married to Reuben as well, and Shimon's condition is invalid. All right, so now we go to Simon Duff Mem Gimel, and our standard Simon is a magazine. A magazine. So here goes. The master flipping through the pages of his green slave market magazine to see if his sale of his knas rights to a slave was valid, sat next to his wife who was engrossed reading her Shaduchin for Slaves magazine with the cover picture of a half-slave being Makadish, a free woman, which included a fascinating interview with a half-slave woman who married someone and then married someone else after being freed. Once again, it's a motion. The master flipping through the pages of his green slave market magazine. Magazine? That must be more enough. Mem Gimel. The master flipping through the pages of his green slave market magazine to see if a slave of his kanas writes to his slave was valid. Which reminds us, at the end of the previous daf, a question was asked, Evish Mechal Rabul Kanas, a slave whom the master sold only for rights to the kanas, which would be paid if he's killed by someone else's animal, is this sale valid? This question is expressed in the context of Mochokas Hanayim regarding, regarding whether Adam Makna Davar Olam, a person can transfer that which does not yet exist. So the master flipping through the pages of his green slave market magazine to see if a sale of his kanas rights to a slave was valid, sat next to his wife who was engrossed reading her Shaduchim for Slaves magazine with the cover picture of a half-slave being Makadash, a free woman, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, One who is half-slave and half-free man, who is Makadash, a free woman, what's the halacha, meaning is the marriage effective for his free half? The questions explain, even if we say about a free Yisro who said to a free woman, be married to half of me, that the marriage is valid, that may be the chazil kule, because she's fit for all of them, meaning a full marriage. But perhaps a half-slave who's incapable of a full marriage cannot perform a half-marriage either. On the other hand, even if we say that condition of a free man who says, be married to half of me is not valid, that may be the Shire Bikinyano because he left out part of his acquisition by not making complete condition. But with a half-slave whose entire freed half is marrying her, the condition could be effective. So the master flipping through the pages of his green slave market magazine to see if a sale of his knas rights to a slave was valid, sat next to his wife who was engrossed reading her Shaduchim for Slaves magazine with a cover picture of a half-slave being Makadish, a free woman, which included a fascinating interview with a half-slave woman who married someone and then married someone else 
after being freed. Which reminds us, the Gemara discusses what is the din if a half-slave woman marries someone, then becomes fully freed, and then marries someone else. So once again, the master flipping through the pages of his green slave market magazine to see if a sale of his knas rights to a slave was valid, sat next to his wife who was engrossed reading her Shadukin for Slaves magazine with the cover picture of a half-slave being Makadish, a free woman, which included a fascinating interview with a half-slave woman who married someone and then married someone else after being freed. All right, so now it's time for Four Blah So the Simmer Daflamatas is a letter, and we often use a mailman. So here goes. The master was Makdish, his mailman, slave mailman. That must be one Daf Lamatas, letter, mailman. The master was Makdish, his mailman, slave with long hair, ready to be cut. Which reminds us, it was taught in a brace, a Makdish Avdo ain't molingbo. If one is Makdish, his slave, one does not transgress Me'ila through benefiting from the slave. Rabbi Shemgamaya says, Mo'ling Besaro, one transgresses Me'ila through benefiting from his hair. The Gemara establishes that everyone agrees the slave becomes hectish, but is not subject to Me'ila because the slave is considered like land, which is excluded from Me'ila. The Machokas is explained, Besaro omitly gazes They're arguing about a hair which is ready to be cut. It's considered as if it's already cut and no longer considered land and thus subject to me'ila. And the Tanakama holds it's not considered cut. So the master was Maktish's mailman slave with long hair, ready to be cut, had him deliver a message to the recently deceased Ger's slave that he's free and doesn't need a get since he's considered like the Ger's wife. Which reminds more relates to Shita that Abdu the Ger ki ishto, a convert slave, is like his wife based on the Gezer Shava. My ishto mishtalech is below get, just as his wife is released without a get when he dies, of Avada Mishtalchim below get, so too his slaves are released without a get shikhar when he dies. This is not the case with the slaves of an ordinary Jew who are inherited by his heirs. The Gemara notes, however, that if a Jew is mafkir slave and then dies, the slave would go free without a get shikhar since he's not inherited. So the master was Makdish, his mailman slave with long hair, ready to be cut, had him deliver a message to the recently deceased Ger slave that he's free and doesn't need a get, since he's considered like the Ger's wife, and then to bring a get shikhur to the shivcha harufa, because paying money alone does not complete her freedom, which reminds us that only a get shikhur and not paying money completes the freedom of a shivcha harufa. Daf Mem, so the Simmer Daf Mem is a pool. So here goes. The tranquil scene of the freed slave getting married to a free woman in front of his master by the pretty green pool. Pool, that must be on Daf Mem, Mayim. The tranquil scene of the freed slave getting married to a free woman in front of his master by the pretty green pool, which reminds us, Rabbi said, Evishinah says, Baschorin Bifnei Rabo, a slave, who marries a free woman in the presence of his master, Yatzel Harris. He goes free because his master would not have allowed this if he had not previously freed him. So the tranquil scene of the freed slave getting married to a free woman in front of his master by the pretty green pool, attended by a sad slave whose master had made him hefker and therefore could not get married, which reminds us, a Maymar said, a mafkir abdo, one who is mafkir a slave, also evit enu takana. That slave has no remedy to marry. He explains that once the master monetarily disowned him, only regarding prohibition to marry Jews is he in the master's domain, and he cannot free this dominion in a slave he does not monetarily own. Another version of a Maymar is quoted. So the tranquil scene of the freed slave getting married to a free woman in front of his master by the pretty green pool, attended by a sad slave whose master had made him hefker and therefore could not get married, was disturbed when a master in the crowd whispered to his friend, I made pony my slave into a free man. And the slave sitting next to him responded vehemently, he did not make me free. Which reminds us, it was taught in a brisa, Omer Asisi Pony Avdi Ben Choring, one who says, I made pony my slave into a free man. And the slave says, He did not make me free. We presume that he transferred the get shikhur to the slave through another person who acquired it on the slave's behalf who wasn't aware of it. 
Daf Mem Olive. So the Simmer Daf Mem Olive is a grandma. So here goes. The grandma, grandma, that must be on Daf Mem Olive. The grandma with the green hair who designated one of her slaves as an apotheki on a loan to buy some knitting needles and then freed him. Which reminds us, the mission of the previous Daf taught that an Evid whose master designated him as an apotheki as payment to another in case he would be unable to pay and he freed him by rights the slave has no obligations. But for Tikkun Olam, the master is forced to free him and the slave pays his value to the master. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says the one who freed him pays his value, not the slave. Two different shatim for the Malchokas are given. So the grandma with the green hair who designated one of her slaves as an apotheki on a loan to buy some knitting needles and then freed him, rebuked her two grandsons where one had freed his half of a slave and told them that the poor slave won't be able to marry a shivcha or a nice Jewish girl. Which reminds us, the next mission states, Misha Chetzio Ebed Vichetzio Ben Chorin, one who is half slave and half free man. Basil will say, Obed is Rabo Yom Echad Vez Atzmo Yom Echad. He works one day for his master and one day for himself. Beishamay object, Dikantim is Rabo Vez you have resolved his master's problem, but you have not resolved his own problem of being unable to marry, since he's forbidden to both a slave woman and a free woman. Basil ultimately retracted and ruled like Beishamai. So the grandma with the green hair who designated one of her slaves as an apotheki on a loan to buy some knitting needles and then freed him, rebuked her two grandsons where one had freed his half of a slave and told them that the poor slave won't be able to marry a shivcha or a nice Jewish girl, and that her knitting partner said even one person freeing half his slave via money or get shikhur is questionable. Which reminds us, it was taught in the price if one frees half his evid. Rebbe says he acquires his freed half and becomes a half-slave. But the Chalmers say it's ineffective and he remains a full slave. Rebbe says that they all agree that a slave can be partially freed through money based on a drush. Their dispute concerns partial freeing through a get shikhur, where this method of emancipation is compared to the other method of money or is compared to a get of a woman which cannot operate partially. Rabbi Yosef explains that the Tanaim disagree about partial emancipation both regarding money and regarding a get shikhur. Daf Membeis, so the similar Daf Membeis is a mobster. So here goes. The mobster, mobster, that must be more in Daf Membeis. The mobster in the green pinstripe suit, who made the meaningless gesture of telling his two slaves that he gives them each half of his fortune, which reminds us of Bryson, which taught that one who writes his possessions over to his two slaves, teaches that the slaves do not even acquire themselves, is where he said he gives half to each slave. So even if he gave to both simultaneously, he may have intended to give the same half to each slave, leaving each one second half. For himself. So the mobster in the green pinstripe suit who made the meaningless gesture of telling his two slaves that he gives them each half of his fortune was furious when his half-freed Evid was gored by a bull on the day that he worked for himself, which reminds us that Gamora says that if an ox gores a half-slave, if he was gored on a day that his work belongs to his master, damages are paid to his master. Yom shel atzmo atzmo. But if he was gored on the day that his work belongs to himself, the damages are paid to himself. Still, he cannot marry a slave woman on his master's day and a free woman on his day because isura loka amrinun. We cannot say his status changes daily regarding prohibition. Only monetary arrangements can be divided this way. So the mobster in the green pinstripe suit who made the meaningless gesture of telling his two slaves that he gives him each half of his fortune was furious when his half-freed Evid was gored by a bull on the day that he worked for himself and was told that he may not be able to collect kanas for the Evid that he freed but was awaiting a get shikhur, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, Mu'ukav get shikhur, a slave who has been freed but needs a get shikhur, yeshul kanas o enel kanas, does he have the law of kanas that if he's killed by someone's animal, the owner pays the master 30 shekel or not? Do we say that since the Pasuk says the money is given la'adunav to his master and this master who has no monetary ownership is not a true master, or do we say that since he still requires a get shikhur, he is still called his master? All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we discuss if a master's sale of his rights to a slave's knas is valid? That's on Duff.
Mem Gimel. Good, number two. Wish that when the master does not get the knas, when his half-slave was gored on the day the slave was working for himself, that's on Duff. Membeis. Good, number three. Wish that when a convert slave is like his wife, so just as his wife is released without a get when he dies, so too his slaves are released without a get shechur when he dies, that's on Duff. Lamatas. Good, number four. Which stuff do we discuss what the halacha is if a chetzi evet chetzi ben chorin is makadish, a free woman? That's on Duff. Mem Gimel. Good number five. Which of the one that one must free his chetzi evet chetzi ben chorin because he cannot marry anyone in that state? That's on Duff. Mem Good number six. Which of the one that Meymar said, one who is mafkin his slave, also evet enwa takana, that slave has no remedy to marry? That's on Duff. Ma'am, good. Number seven. Which stuff do we discuss if the law of Knas apply in a case of a slave who is freed but awaiting his get shechur? That's on Duff. Membeis. Good. Number eight. Which stuff do we discuss the slave who was in a potiki for a loan and was subsequently freed? That's on Duff. Memalov. Good. Number nine. Which stuff do we discuss a chetzi shivcha who marries someone, becomes fully freed, and then marries someone else? That's on Duff. Mem Gimel. Good. Number 10. Which stuff do you learn that the two loans which are not cancelled by Shemitah are Shtar Sheyesh Ba'achrais and Amal Ba'ahamahos. That's on Dav. Lama Zayin. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is everybody. Ram Gold from Zichu Bishin. A great day and great learning.